0: Race was on. People of great wealth understood the risk that they were taking, but the despotism and tyranny had reached such a level that men's livelihood was being taken from them. Their lives were being ruined. King George and his monarchy had to be cast down as a new constitutional republic was being put in place. Something of this nature had never been seen before in the history of nations. A government formed by the people for the people. Would it stand? Could it endure? Was it worth fighting for and losing all? Indeed, it was. But time has passed, and the nation has fallen into the hands of those who do not recognize the intentions and principles of the Founding Fathers. A new idea has been incorporated. Our president, today, likes to call it democracy, something that was vehemently rejected early on. Earlier, it was called progressivism, and was tightly embraced by Western Europe intellectuals, and soon thereafter, by the American elite. Today, it's called socialism. It has been polished and reshaped, redefined, but the smell and the effects are the same as they have been since its inception. It is followed constantly by chaos, inflation, restrictions, and regulations. These are being forced upon the American people in ways that many are unaware of, while the elite eat their cake. The rich are becoming incredibly richer, and the middle class is disappearing. The poor, well, they're being forced into the arms of the state, this is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. I want to invite you to continue following us as we're discussing various topics related to the condition of our nation today. We will be considering the subject how to eat an elephant. Watching the progressive win the battle for the soul of America. Hope you've been a bit. We're going to start a study here that's called How to Eat an Elephant While the Progressives are Winning the Cultural War. It's no secret that America has become a cesspool of perversion, corruption, and deception. We can't hide it. It's no longer a thing of shame among people. Those in office have been proven to be treasonous and corrupt and morally bankrupt, and yet they're still holding positions of power supposedly voted into office by the majority of people. This is the big lie that's being foisted onto the American citizen. The approval rate of our leaders right now is hovering at an all-time low. 81.7% of the people say America is going in the wrong direction. Our president is an incompetent liar, incapable of running a rural feed store, much less the nation. Joe Biden's approval rating has been below 40% for quite some time, and it's sinking lower. His vice president Kamala Harris has all the Democrats afraid that if Joe chokes and dies, she will inherit the office. The crony style of governing is very disconcerting, to say the least. The lust for power is obvious, and the disdain for people that are being governed is palpable. Hillary Clinton holds a loathing view of the vast majority of Americans, calling them deplorable, and she has a record of corruption that has followed her for 40 years. She also became nominee for the 45th President of the United States, and almost won. Barack Obama did more to destroy America than any other man to ever occupy the White House, and yet he's touted as one of the best of the best. He increased our national debt by $10 trillion. The American health care system was destroyed by his design. If you want to keep your doctor, you can keep your doctor, he lied to us. He sought to destroy American production and manufacturing. Under his direction, GDP of the United States never, ever rose above 3%, and he's the only president to achieve that status since World War II. 95% of Americans left the workforce, and welfare rolls grew by 40 to 50% by his design. These were not the result of poor leadership, as many have said. These things done intentionally for a reason. Yet, this man was elected twice to the office of president. Do you think this was done through a fair election process? Two presidents have done more to fundamentally change America than any other. And they've done it where the government has increased its reach, its stretch, and its power, growing the bureaucracy and tying on more regulations to the people than they've ever known before. Franklin Roosevelt and Barack Hussein Obama. They were both men that were dedicated to an ideology that has proven to bring the end to many cultures worldwide. Both men fully embraced progressive ideology which was built on the back of Marxist fundamentals. Progressive ideology was formed in the late 1800s and has adapted over time in order to incorporate needed ideas. True progressive ideology must be understood and contrasted alongside the founding ideas of American liberalism if you want to understand the difference. The nature of these two ideas needs to be understood by the average American, and they need to use proven fact. Today, American history has been revised to such an extent that Marxist Howard Zinn is now considered to be our nation's favorite historian, and he was a Marxist standing against American ideals. His views in his book reflect his ideology, and in multiple instances, it has been proven that he has twisted facts and altered narratives in order to fit his view. To find the truth, you're going to have to search for it like you're searching for gold. To find true wisdom, you're going to have to begin with the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. But fools, they despise wisdom and instruction, we're told. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you generously without reproach. And you'll find that wisdom abides with prudence and will provide knowledge and discretion. However, these things will not simply arrive at your doorstep in book form. Also, you will be quick to discover in your search that not everything is perfect, that people are inherently flawed. Humanity carries with it a nature that is flawed from the outset and affects the fundamental order of things from the smallest matter to the greatest. One bumper sticker says, Don't fool yourself, none of us are getting out of here alive. The nature of things started a while back, and in trying to dissect the nature of things, we will of necessity arrive at the knowledge of God. And this is the highest thought to which a man can arrive. The founders referred to nature and nature's God, having endowed men with certain unalienable rights. This was a rebuke to King George, and it was called the Declaration of Independence. These men, in united fashion, joined themselves together and declared that God established the rights of men, not King George and not any man. The signers of this declaration did so with a firm reliance on protection of the divine providence of God. These laws were presented in order to protect all of mankind, but somehow we as Americans have rejected such faith. As a nation, we have rejected God and thereby have surrendered the rights He has given. These things need to be realized and understood and discussed and either embraced fully or rejected fully. To do nothing as we drift along is to submit ourselves to the rule and the regulation of corrupt men of low character. If progress is being made, it is to our benefit to know how it is being achieved. Our Constitution was made for a religious and a moral people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. John Adams said that, When we begin to vacate our founding principles, we should expect the decay we have witnessed and are presently experiencing. What decay, the despots ask with incredulity. What they call progress, righteous men call corruption and moral decay. In arrogance, people believe that they have the capacity to change nature itself. Instead of an acorn producing an oak tree, scientists today actually believe that man can make it produce a pine tree. Technology and science have long since displaced God, and man in his own estimation, has reached the place of deity. We can achieve more than we ever imagined. And we do live in a changing world. That is true. But now this change can be regulated and controlled. We live in a world that we can develop, literally altering things to fit our desires and our longings. We are not far from utopia. No longer must we wrestle with the nature of things. Nature must wrestle with us. We can turn a girl into a boy, or a boy into a girl. We are the master and the maker of things. We are the master designers. We have become like God. It was Algernon Charles Swinburne who said, Glory to man in the highest, for man is the master of all things. Having discarded God and nature as authorities, we are left with such an idea with just mere men. To think of what had been done with the idea of America, we have to step back and study, and we have to ask hard questions. What were the founders seeking to establish? A new autocracy that could be established on U.S. soil? Rather than having despots rule from across the seas, why not relocate them here? Perhaps this was their thought, but I don't believe so. Continue to allow ourselves to be governed by an elite group of platonic warrior kings? Perhaps we were in search of a new democracy. Or a democratic republic? No. What we know today and what we see and are experiencing is a far cry from what is contained in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Read the Federalist Papers. John Jay, Patrick Henry. Read what they have to say. They were wise men who knew what they believed and why. Today we are a confused nation that knows little of the Founders' ideas relating to freedom and justice and liberty. We want to deny socialism is here in every aspect, and we want to declare that our people are focused and the people have control of the government, but we would be wrong. If you take time to consider socialism and do a comparative study, you'll be amazed how socialism has been woven into the fabric of American governance since the election of Franklin Roosevelt. Bits and pieces have been added and put together under Theodore Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, but it all came to a head under Franklin Roosevelt. Today... The government controls education, business through regulations and restrictions. They control medical information and the use of medicines. They control production. They control how America operates. The federal government, which was created to defend America, now controls everything about your life. And you will find that you only have rights, which are allowed by the government. Your liberty extends as far as the government allows. We've been regulated, mandated, and restricted beyond all consideration, and we don't realize it. Do you have to wear a seatbelt to drive your car? Why? Well, a law has been passed. That law was passed for your own good. Oh, okay. So we move along in order to get along. We have become indentured citizens, controlled by a government which was initially designed to be subject to the people, for the people, and by the people. Our wants and our wishes are simply dreams which have been manipulated now for the better part of a hundred years. To understand these claims, again, you will need to study, to research, and to find the Founders' intentions in relationship with what we are experiencing today. The gap is so vast and deep, it's difficult to imagine how things could have changed in such a profound way. I personally will state my case based on the information I have gathered. You are free to find the truth of what I'm saying or deny every thought I'm expressing. The sad thing is that for the most part, people accept the status quo, they nod with an interested and inquisitive look, and move along unchallenged and unchanged. And as a nation, we're moving blindly, walking deeper into the cave Plato described in his Republic. We have houses, food, transportation, television, radio, churches, newspapers, we have all these things, and so long as these things are maintained and uninterrupted, we're just fine. When a ripple arrives and an unexpected wave pops up, only then do we ask a question. How did we arrive at this place? But this is simply a momentary time of inquisition. Life goes on, you see. We learn to cope and adjust and accept, and we bend with the changes being forced upon us. This, we are told, is the nature and the requirement of things. I've been asked how America has come to this place where we find ourselves on numerous occasions. One man asked what has happened to the country I grew up in. Years ago, I began to study this issue. I wanted to find an answer, not simply cast aspersions and try to assign blame and vote for a particular candidate. Much like my conversion to Christianity, I did realize something is drastically wrong and has to change, and I began to ask questions. There's a myriad of explanations that have been provided, and the answers are complicated, People like to muddy up the waters and call things profound. Fingers point in every direction, to the government, to the politician, to the philosopher and education, business world, and religion. In the end, I believe it would be fair to narrow societal problems down to two fundamental areas. The spiritual condition of man and finances. We can correct the financial situations. We can provide jobs, prevent print more cash, develop stipends and government programs, We can fill the bank accounts of the masses. We can do this, and we've done it in many instances. Today, you can get housing subsidies, free food, clothing, shelter, medical care. All these things have been covered by the government. But you cannot change, through legislation, through governmental edict, the heart of man. No matter how much you provide a man, he will always want more. The soul of man is sinful and deceitfully wicked. He will always follow his emotions, and he will always obey his lust. A billion dollars is not enough. Just one more dollar, and then perhaps we'll be satisfied. Now, how did the United States arrive at where we are today? Was it capitalism? Was it socialism? Was it a political issue, a spiritual issue, or economical issue? Are we a nation governed by the people and for the people? Are we truly a free people with the power to elect our leaders and determine our destiny? Or are we led to believe a misrepresentation of facts, a twisting of the truth? Are we guided by the lies of men? I literally have been dumbed down by John Dewey's method of education in such a way that I've lost the ability to discern truth from lies. Have you? I will tell you this. It's very, very difficult to get to the truth. In seeking truth, there are many obstacles in the way, and many have died in their quest. Spiritually, we are confused. It was Mr. Bertrand Russell who taught at the Frankfurt School that we, through proper teaching and control, eventually would come to believe that snow is black. Today, we have adults learn PhDs that fight in order to teach your child that he came from a monkey and that humans can change the God-given sex that was given to them at birth and become the opposite sex. And also, we're about to experience a climate calamity. People are saying that man is sovereign, subjected only to the state. Well, then man is not sovereign, is he? Perhaps we need to reconsider Mr. Bertrand Russell's prophetic utterances. If what we see today is freedom, then we can agree, snow is indeed black. In the end, we as a people are fighting against a socialist state which has already been established and is now making serious advancements. To say this out loud would be anathema. People won't do this. Politicians are afraid. The socialist state today is flexing its muscle. They're no longer hiding their positions. They're boldly proclaiming what they intend to do. What we're actually struggling with is the implementation of an exercise of the socialist state. Barack Obama and Joe Biden, Franklin Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, Herbert Crowley, Karl Marx, the World Economic Forum, they're true colors. They're all shining through and being expressed clearly. You will own nothing and be happy, we're being told. Our myopic vision is clearing up somewhat, but by no means are our eyes clear. How can I say this? Well, Joe Biden is still sitting unmolested behind the resolute desk. And Hillary Clinton is not behind bars, nor is Bill. John Dewey and Woodrow Wilson are still venerated as American heroes. And Franklin Roosevelt is an exalted icon in American politics. And God has been ruled out of America. America was an idea which was held in place by a few strong, faithfully dedicated men. But those men are gone. Today we do not have men empowered by loyalty and vision. They are not guiding our country by the principles that were established. We have despots, greedy for power. These men are not leading us toward greater freedom, but are suppressing and oppressing the people through binding regulations, inflation, shortages, and pure carelessness. These are wicked men who have a total disregard for established ideas and concepts of the American idea. They are not simply misguided with debatable arguments. They are guided by evil desires, that run contrary to freedom, liberty, and any concept of a constitutional republic. These men are haters of God, the Constitution, and the concept that our founders established of freedom. The best way to discern a good shepherd from a slaughterhouse butcher is what position they take as they lead, for what position they place themselves in determines what they are. A shepherd is one out front, He goes before the flock and is always protecting the sheep. The butcher drives the sheep from behind, watching for any who seek to escape and punishing those that get out of line. One leads to quiet waters and clear pastures, one to the slaughterhouse and death. The progressives, Herbert Crowley, John Dewey, Wilson, Roosevelt, Obama, Biden, they've all paved a way to the logical place that this ideology leads, to despotism. They sit in their ivory towers, riding, pontificating, governing, driving the people in a direction that the people don't want to go. We are in the throes of a cultural upheaval and a great push towards global government. This is not found here in the United States alone. The entire Western world is crumbling under the weight of these ideas and the leadership of these men. They're leading by fear and intimidation. And this, in the opinion of many, is biblical.